Hi there, and welcome to the LDS Study Session. This is episode 25. Uh, it's your, your host, uh, Master of Ceremonies, Matt. Um, and I want to finish looking this week at the Come Follow Me lesson. Uh, found in June, June 17th to June the 23rd, Matthew chapter 27, Mark 15, Luke 23, and John 19. It is finished. Uh, now, I want to have a quick look at the last section, which is what is the meaning of paradise in the Saviour's statement to the thief in Luke 23, 39 to 43. And here we, uh, we find the Saviour on the cross, uh, going through the, the final moments of his atoning sacrifice. And uh, he is, as we, as we know, uh, crucified between two thieves. Uh, in this account, it's interesting because when you look at the other gospel accounts, um, the, the, the two other thieves are mentioned, but not all of them talk about an, an, an interchange of words between the Saviour and these two thieves. Uh, and here we get quite a detailed one where one of the thieves is uh, quite condescending and in the same manner of those who are mocking him, uh, which is, if you want to go back a few episodes and listen to my discussion about, uh, or thoughts about the mocking of the Saviour, uh, then that will help with that. Uh, but um, also, there is another thief who isn't in this manner. Um, it's interesting because when we look at uh, the account in Matthew 27, it says in verse 44, and the thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth, uh, which means uh, insulted or reproached him. Um, but then when we look in the Luke uh, version, we actually find a bit more detail uh, in this section. And obviously, you know, we are looking at four different witness accounts, and it may well be that, that Matthew, uh, you know, wasn't aware of this interchange, but Luke, uh, in his uh, kind of authorship of, of this gospel, uh, he is... Uh, obviously, he was one of the one of the Savior's original apostles and disciples, and he uh, his focus. When you look back at the second lesson that we looked at, "Come Follow Me," you kind of start to understand why there is these more more focus on these experiences. For Matthew, was one of the apostles, and so he's writing from his own experience. Probably wasn't close enough uh, to the cross uh, to to hear the interchange of the words uh, between the Savior and these uh, these two thieves. So he's writing from his experience, and so he just you know, perhaps overheard the first or just saw that they were, you know, talking across the Saviour and listening to the words of the people going past and the negative viewpoints. And of course, Matthew's purpose in writing his gospel seems to be focused on convincing uh, the Jew um, that, 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 uh, Christ, that Christ was the promised Messiah. Um, so he, he didn't think that this was an important point to be made. However, um, Luke's viewpoint is that obviously he is a Gentile um, and he wrote his gospel at Saviour's death. So potentially he wasn't there at this uh, experience and so he's probably drawing from witnesses from other people that, that were there and perhaps then he has got, gained a, a greater picture perhaps because there may be people close to the cross who are, who are hearing the interchange of these words. But what is also interesting is that he spoke to a non-Jewish audience and focus on the Saviour's role as the Saviour of the world, of the Gentile and the Jew. Um, and so it, it's interesting because he, he records all these eyewitness accounts of the Saviour's life, focuses on his role as the Saviour, and that probably links into why we then see what we, what we read in Luke 23, because in this experience, the Saviour uh, seemingly is, is giving comfort and solace uh, on the cross, even even before his death, to all, no matter who they are. 
Uh, we don't know the origins of these thieves. We don't know their names, never mind, you know, if they were Jew or Gentile or, or whatever. But it was interesting because the Saviour still offered that, that armour to these people. And that's probably why Luke thought it was important that this be included in his account. At the account itself, uh, we see that uh, in Luke 23, um, 39 to 42, we kind of get a bit of an interchange between these two thieves, one of them in the same manner as the Jews, mocking him, saying, you know, if you're Christian, save yourself and us, which is interesting. Um, you know, it's a bit of self-preservation coming in for this thief. However, uh, the other thief, you know, just kind of doesn't doesn't say that he's the saviour. Uh, however, he does, you know, say, well, we're, in, we're, we're all in the same situation. And I'm paraphrasing here, obviously. But we're in the same situation, you know, and, you know, at least we deserve to be here. This man, he hasn't done anything. And please remember me when you go. Which, which implies, you know, he recognises some divinity or some, you know, spiritual importance around the Saviour. To what level, we don't know. And then in verse 43, it says this, And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt thou be with me in paradise. Now, this is um, obviously in terms of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that the term paradise is one that needs to be kind of unpicked. Because I think that the initial thought is that paradise, oh, spirit paradise, oh, so that means that He's going to go to the spirit paradise, which is where all the people who have heard of the gospel in this life and have accepted it uh, with all their hearts will go to the spirit world and they'll be in paradise and they will also teach others about the gospel as well. That's kind of the, the general doctrinal view of what, of what the term paradise means. And it isn't the, the final destination, of course. It is simply uh, where spirits go after they die, where they await their resurrection. Now, it's interesting because uh, the, the Come Follow Me brings up uh, this, this point of paradise. It usually does mean a place of peace and happiness in the post-mortal spirit world, a place reserved for the righteous. But when you look at uh, the, the quote from the prophet Joseph Smith, uh, which I will give the full quote of because it kind of gives a small snippet in the Come Follow Me, but I have located it in True to the Faith. There is also a scripture that is linked to uh, Luke 23, 43, which also implies we're not talking about the spirit paradise as such, um, which I'll come to. And also uh, a quote from Elder Legrand Richards, who also clarifies this point as well. And it's interesting, actually, if you look at the, the you know, seven or eight in the past 30, 40 years, in the past seven or eight conference talks that have mentioned this scripture, it's interesting how the speaker's convey the message that they're trying to give and i'll kind of dip into that as well so if you start uh, with the true to the faith section about paradise it says this quote in the scriptures the world the word paradise is used in different ways first it designates a piece a place of peace and happiness in the post-mortal spirit world a place reserved for those who have been baptized and who remain faithful those in spirit prison have the opportunity to learn the gospel of Jesus Christ, repent of their sins, and receive the ordinances of baptism and confirmation through the work we do in temples. When they do, they may enter paradise. A second use of the word paradise is found in Luke's account of the Saviour's crucifixion. When Jesus was on the cross, a thief who also was being crucified said, Lord, remember me when thou, come, when thou comest into thy, thy kingdom. And I'm just going to close the quote there because I've just realised that he calls him Lord, which probably does... Um, suggests that he does recognise the Saviour as, as Lord and Saviour. Anyway, continuing with the quote. According to, to Luke, the Lord replied, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. 
The prophet Joseph Smith explained that this is a mistranslation. The Lord actually said that the thief would be with him in the world of spirits. We also find the word paradise found used in 2 Corinthians 12.4, where it probably refers to the celestial kingdom. In the 10th article of faith, the word paradisical describes the earth's glory in the millennium. Close quote. There's actually a few different ways the word paradise is used in, in, in the doctrine. And we are making the link here that it is, it is linked to the world of spirits. And in fact, this brings me on quite nicely uh, to the uh, scripture in, um, in Alma, chapter 40, verse 21, where it says this, But whether it be at his resurrection or after, I do not say, but this much I say, that there is a space between death and the resurrection of the body and a state of the soul in happiness or in misery until the time which is appointed of God, that the dead shall come forth and be reunited, both soul and body, and be brought to stand before God and be judged according to their works. So here, we're not talking about just the spirit paradise. We are talking about the spirit world. And so we're making the link again here that this, this, this word paradise that the Saviour uses is referring to the fact that the, 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 the thief will be with the Saviour in the spirit world, that he will continue living after he dies on the cross along with the Saviour. Could be as presumably that is the ultimate destination in the flesh for this thief also. Um, we also uh, have a look at the Elder Legrand talk in October 1977 called The Things of God and Man. And he said this, you remember how, quote, you remember how the whole world believed that the thief upon the cross went to heaven with the Saviour because he said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Now the men of this world, understanding things according to man's wisdom, thought he went to heaven. But according to divine truth, he went only to paradise where the Saviour arranged for the gospel to be preached to him to prepare him so that he would be worthy to stand with the sanctified and the redeemed of his people. Close quote. And obviously, you know, we are not meant to be judges of people or, or, or what they're going to do. But you, you would probably think that this man, uh, you know, who is on the cross and could easily have said the same things as the other man and reviled the Saviour and mocked him, you know, he clearly has some some great qualities about him, and once he was taught the gospel, would probably accept. We don't know that for sure, but we, we can make that assumption. But it's interesting that when you look at the following conference talks from Elder Legrand Richards, and I've not looked at all of them before, but there's about eight or ten uh, talks since 1977 that have made reference to this verse. Every time it is someone that is teaching or testifying about the Saviour's crucifixion, and you know the Christ-like qualities that he has, and this being a, an obvious Christ-like quality of, of love and care and um, sympathy, really, and compassion for this thief. Every person that mentions it says doesn't say that he was, you know, for, like he was completely forgiven of all his sins and he was to go to paradise and have rest. But what they do say is that the word is that the Savior gave comfort and counsel and consoled him on the cross. Again, not specifically saying that, oh, well, and he forgave them of their sins. But, you know, it was, it was interesting just to look at that and see how um, this verse is, is referred to as well in, in modern day Revelation. So anyway, that's it for today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening and have learned something from it and, and the thoughts and, and messages behind the, these verses. If you have anything to share about uh, what's been studied today, anything you agree with me or disagree with me on, because, of course, you know, these are just my kind of personal ponderings and reflectings on what I've studied. And um, I'd love to hear from you. Or if there's anything else that uh, you uh, have studied that you want to share, please do, at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter. And I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And until we meet again.